0: Hi guys and welcome back to the female fitness podcast. I'm your host Danny, and today is another solo podcast and I'm going to talk about another really really important topic for the new year when we tend to be setting goals and I thought that this was a really important podcast to follow on from the goal setting podcast that I did last week. So I wanted to to get this out there. And the subjects of this podcast is going to be consistency beats intensity, when intensity doesn't last. Really, really important topic. And like I said, it's very relevant considering the goal setting podcast that I released last week. So hopefully you will find this really useful. Before I get started, as always, thank you so much for tuning in, listening and showing your support. It genuinely means the absolute world. I had a message the other day on Instagram from someone saying that they listen to the podcast themselves and their friends and family listen to it as well. And that sort of thing just absolutely makes my day. So thank you. And I appreciate all of your support massively. As always, if you do enjoy the content on the female fitness podcast, please do take the time to like, subscribe, leave me a review and share that you're listening on your Instagram story because it's going to help me grow and it's going to help me reach and therefore help more people. So thank you for anyone that does take the time to do that. It only takes, what, like 10 seconds? So thank you. And it's free. So please support me if you can. Now on to the topic of the podcast Consistency is something that is massively underappreciated when it comes to goal setting and when it comes to working to progress in whatever area of your life that might be. People, especially nowadays when everything is so accessible, they want things and they want them now and people struggle to be patient People struggle to wait for for things. But often we have to be patient when it comes to obtaining things that are actually worth it. Things that are anything great often takes some form of patience or time. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, we often it looks like people might see a lot of overnight success. But in reality, we just haven't seen the work that has gone in behind the success. We just see someone crop up as being successful in whatever that field that might be. And it's not that they've been an overnight success, they might have been working for years and years and years. But that hard work has had a compounding effect to the point that at one point they do become incredibly successful and that's what the world sees. The world sees that success, they don't often see the hard work that has gone in behind that success and so it can be easy to fall into the trap of thinking that there are many people that fall into the category of being an overnight success when in reality it's just it's not necessarily the case we just see the success and we don't see the work that's gone in behind it and people often struggle to be patient these days because so many materialistic things are very easily accessible you know we have amazon prime we can literally order something online at the click of a button and it will be here the same day or the next day I mean, that's mad. In places like Dubai, you can... I think you can WhatsApp someone to do your shopping for you and bring it to you. When you go to a fuel station, someone fills your, pe- your car up for you with petrol. You don't get out the car and do it yourself. So it's not a surprise that people are becoming lazy and people are becoming impatient. But going back to the original point, often things... Great things require patience and they require hard work and they require time they don't happen overnight and the same applies for progress with your body composition or your training performance it takes time if you rush the process you will often end up getting injured or ill or ending up back where you started or if not in a worse position because you can't stay consistent with your efforts so when it comes to our health and fitness related goals we have to consider consistency over time and we have to be patient with the process overnight successes they don't exist in the world of health fitness body composition training performance And if they do happen, they are often followed by someone reverting back to where they were previously, if not in an even worse position. So consistency is something that is often underappreciated when it comes to goal setting and working to progress. But over the long term, it matters so much more than the intensity of your efforts now, what do I mean by that? So in the health and fitness world, often people begin their fitness journey training almost daily or trying to train almost daily, completely overhauling their diet, trying to stick to an extremely low calorie intake, or tracking on my fitness pal, but these efforts often don't last. Their protocols are so extreme that they fail to stay consistent with them and therefore end up back where they started or in an even worse position over the long term because they end up damaging their relationship with food alongside trying to follow these really extreme protocols that they just can't stick to long term and then they end up in a worse position mentally as well as a worse position physically at the end of it. And they then have to go through a very, very long, drawn-out process of restoring mental and physical health again, of improving their relationship with food, and letting their body composition-related goals take a backseat because they've got a lot of a lot of fixing to do after they've done the damage that they've done. And often people, maybe even you, previously I know a lot of people will be able to relate to this including myself actually would be able they would be much better off setting themselves targets that they can realistically adhere to so that they can actually sustain your efforts their efforts over the long term and achieve their goals and actually maintain the progress that they have made over the long term or continue to build on that progress throughout the rest of their lives imagine you actually went through say for example your goal is fat loss imagine you went through that process of working hard to achieve your fat loss goal and you actually went through it in a way that meant you could sustain good mental and physical health and you could improve your quality of life throughout the process and you improved your body image throughout the process, you improved your relationship with food or you kept it in a good place rather than that taking a hit. Imagine that and imagine because of the approach that you've taken to it You're actually able to sustain the progress that you've made over the long term, and you don't end up regaining the body fat that you've worked so hard to lose. You're actually able to sustain that fat loss progress, and you just happily sit around maintenance. Or maybe you go into a muscle building phase, but that's not fat gain, it's not regaining the body fat that you've worked really hard to lose. And just gaining body fat alone, a controlled muscle building phase would mean that you gain. Yes, you will gain some body fat alongside the muscle tissue that you're working hard to build, but that body fat will be a relatively small amount as long as you're sensible with that phase. And it, your body composition would look completely different at the end of that muscle building phase because you've gone through that process of fat loss and then gaining muscle tissue. Off the back of that, what I'm trying to get at is I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to to regain, quote unquote, scale weight after a fat loss journey. That's not a negative thing. If you've done that in a conscious way, if you've actively pursued hypertrophy, which is gaining muscle tissue, then yes, your scale weight is going to increase again. But the trap I don't want people to fall into is setting themselves very extreme protocols, which they can't adhere to over the long term, making fat loss progress and then massively overeating after the fat loss phase that they've ran because they don't feel in control And they're not able to sustain their efforts because they've been so unrealistic for them. And then they've regained all the body fat that they've worked really hard to lose. And they've ended up literally back where they started or in an even worse position. That's not the same as going through an active muscle building phase after a fat loss phase and regaining scale weight. Because yes, that might happen. But your body composition would be completely different and your mindset, your health... relationship with food your performance would be in a completely different place in those two different scenarios so what we want to avoid is that extreme intense effort followed by the the inability to sustain those efforts and the return to being back where you started or in an even worse position that's what we're trying to avoid by being able to be consistent over the long term via setting your your targets to be a little bit more realistic for you to adhere to over time. So an example of this is like obviously competing is sort of a, a structured example of protocols that you're not able to adhere to throughout life and Contest prep is obviously such an extreme that we can't adhere to over the long term and therefore being stage lean is not sustainable and we know that when we get into the process of contest prep, we know that we have to regain body fat for that reason because the efforts that we have to put in to get to be in stage lean, we can't sustain that over the long term, it's not realistic, it doesn't allow you to have a life and Also, we have to regain body fat for health. So competing is sort of like a a structured example of, of what we would want to avoid because we know anyone who gets into competing knows that the end product is not sustainable. So if you do want to sustain the end product of maybe the fat loss phase that you're getting into or the health and fitness journey that you're getting into, you need to think about your protocols being a bit more realistic than someone who may be stepping on stage or someone who has made very short term, say they've done a transformation challenge, they might end up back where they started again because their protocols have been so extreme to get there. And therefore we don't want to replicate that process if you want to actually sustain the progress that you make throughout the process. So what might that look like? It might look like looking at your current training schedule and increasing your training frequency marginally. You could, for example, start with two to three sessions a week if you're currently not training at all, or if you're just doing one session a week and then work up from there. If you're currently doing three sessions a week, you could start with four and then work up from there. You wouldn't go from not training at all to trying to train every single day because that's that's not realistic and also your recovery is probably going to be pretty shit if you make a jump like that and your ability to perform during each training session isn't going to be too great either because again your recovery is not going to be great and that's going to have an impact on your performance if you're going into your training sessions already sore from the last session do you really think you're going to be able to perform to the best of your ability Probably not but if you increase your training frequency very gradually over time your body will adapt to that. You will be able to recover a lot better and it will be a lot more realistic for you mentally as well. So work from where you're currently at and gradually increase from there rather than going from one extreme to the other. Another example is addressing your current activity level or your current number of steps, if you track your steps. And then if you're just working from your activity level, you could add in one walk outside every day in fresh air, in daylight. If you're tracking your steps, you could start where you're at and then add a couple of thousand steps to your target. Again, the point is you don't need to go from doing nothing to doing 10,000 steps a day just focus on a realistic increase for yourself and with things like steps I would also think about when it's most realistic for you to fit it in throughout your day as well is that going to be going for a walk outside first thing in the morning before you start work so that it's over and done with and you don't have to think about it for the rest of the day and often that can put you in a really good headspace through the rest of the day as well if you've had that activity first thing and you've had that fresh air you've had that daylight exposure and by the way activity isn't just beneficial physically it's beneficial mentally as well it will help with your cognitive function throughout the rest of the day so again why not do it first thing in the morning get it over and done with so you're not dwelling on it for the rest of the day and so that you can reap the benefits from a cognitive function perspective And on top of that, the daylight exposure, again, we get very little vitamin D exposure in our country. So why not try and get your steps in during daylight hours to increase your vitamin D levels, essentially? Or alternatively, is it going to work best for you to get your walk in outside on your lunch break, maybe at work? or do you need to go after work if you're training maybe first thing in the morning these are all different options and it's really important to look at your schedule and what's going to work best for you and what you're going to be able to stay consistent with as opposed to trying to do what someone else is doing so have a look at your schedule what's your work like what are your working hours when is going to be best for you to stay consistent with it so that you can make it routine and you can make it a habit rather than having to, to move things around every single day. If you plan it into your schedule, if you plan it into your diary, your chances of getting that done are going to be so much higher. Another example of something we could do that would allow us to be consistent and be a small step essentially in the right direction for anyone who is trying to make progress in any area of their life is trying to improve your sleep quality by putting into place a good pre-bed routine that you can stay consistent with that could be just to make sure that you wind down half an hour before you go to bed and you will limit your exposure to electronics especially social media um you know if you're scrolling through social media Immediately before you go to bed, and you see something that triggers you, which often happens because we can't always control everything that comes up on our feed. We can try, but it's not always 100% possible. So, if you get triggered by something on social media immediately before you go to bed and you go to bed in a shitty mood because of that, do you really think you're going to be able to sleep to the best of your ability? Probably not. So Limiting your exposure to social media and things like that is going to be really useful pre-bed. And just doing something that makes you feel calm and relaxed is going to help with your sleep quality. Some other things you can do to improve your sleep quality are making sure that your bedroom is cool and dark. So I, for example, will open my windows for half an hour to an hour before I go to bed, just to let lots of fresh air in, make sure my bedroom is cool. And that helps massively with sleep quality. And I also sometimes wear, either make sure that my room is really dark. I do have blinds, which are quite effective. But if I feel like I need it, I'll wear like a sleeping mask to make sure that it literally is like pitch black. So that's something that you could do as well. If it's noisy you could obviously wear earplugs, you don't have to but it's there as an option and you could do something like journaling or reading before you go to bed just to get your mind in a really relaxed state and journaling can be helpful pre-bed in my opinion because it means that you're not going to bed like thinking about things, you've got your thoughts out on paper So that they're not like spinning around in your head when you're trying to go to bed. And something I do as well before I go to bed is I'll write out my to-do list for the next day. Again, so that I'm not thinking about my tasks for the next day when I'm trying to go to sleep because that's never helpful. So that's something that I do as well. Another example of a small little habit that you could implement to set yourself up for long-term success would be making sure that you carry a water bottle with you throughout the day so that you can stay hydrated and you can drink to thirst it will help massively with your cognitive function the way that you feel your hydrate your not your hydration obviously it's going to help with your hydration your digestion um your recovery your training performance hydration is super important for so many processes processes in our body so make sure that you carry a water bottle around with you take it to work take it to the gym and make sure you've got something if you need it to sip on throughout the day rather than going long periods without drinking and obviously I'm not referring to alcohol when I say drinking (laughs) Um, And another example is adding in a serving of either fruit or veg with each meal or snack that you have throughout the day. So you can start with something really achievable. So frozen veg and frozen fruit is so handy. It obviously lasts longer, so it doesn't go out of date like fresh fruit and veg might and on top of that it's a little bit cheaper and you can also get it so that it's really easy to prepare so those frozen vegetable steam bags what you just chuck in the microwave how quick and easy is that another example is like packaged lentils what again you just chuck in the microwave I have them all the time on salads and they're so quick and easy to prepare you don't even I think you can eat them straight out of the packet you don't even have to microwave them if you haven't got access to a microwave you can get those packaged lentils and they actually taste really nice if you get a good one I'm personally a massive fan of the barbecue beans from Aldi if anyone knows what they are um but anyway you don't need to really hear about my preference when it comes to lentils but I just thought I'd share that with you they are just great examples of things that are really quick and easy that you can implement to help improve your overall health, well-being, digestion, body composition, recovery, and performance. So make sure that you get a serving of either fruit or veg in with each meal or snack that you have throughout the day. Again, frozen veg, frozen fruit, super simple, super effective, so easy to prepare. You really have no excuses. And some more examples, if you haven't got access to a microwave or a fridge, a fruit and veg would be bananas, apples, pears, kiwis. The list is absolutely endless. And if you can try and vary your fruit and veg as well, that would be really beneficial from a health perspective. Variety is, is really, really good for you. So try and vary your fruit and veg sources maybe once a week introduce something new or something that you've not had for a very long time that's sometimes a challenge that I set my clients I'll say I want you to introduce a new food each week or something that you've not had for a really long time and I want you to report back to me during your check-in what that has been this week and it just encourages food variety and is really good for your overall health so that's something to consider as well Another example of something that you could implement each day that would be really good for you, whatever your goal, would be spending the first half an hour of each day or an hour if you can without your phone. This is something that I have done recently and it's something that I absolutely love and has had a really positive impact on the way that I feel each day and my mindset. Again, it's a bit like when you're on your phone or social media before you go to bed. If you see something that triggers you, you're going to be going to sleep thinking about that. It's the same first thing in the morning. Like, If you immediately wake up and go straight on social media or your phone as a whole, and you see something that triggers an emotional response, you're probably going to be carrying that emotion through the rest of the day with you so if you can spend the first half an hour to an hour away from your phone not reacting to other people and doing something maybe for yourself that you know is going to make you feel good that could be getting a walk in outside in fresh air it could be doing some journaling it could be reading a few pages of a book it could be doing some meditation it could be yoga it could be just sitting with a coffee in your garden those What do you think is going to be better? Those options that I've just spoken through or sitting scrolling through social media with your eyes glued to your screen. Hmm. I would probably say the first list. So just have a think about how you're setting yourself up for your day and whether that's setting you up for success and whether that's setting you up for a clear, creative mind, whether that's setting you up for productivity or whether that's triggering you and setting you up for a day where you are very responsive and reactive and you're very agitated because you've seen something that's triggered you first thing in the morning I think it's it's so important to consider how we're setting ourselves up for the most important parts of our day and focus on ultimately what we can do to help ourselves especially if you're going through, you know, a difficult time personally, or in whatever area of life that might be, you've got to think about what you can do to help yourself. And a lot of these very small changes are very easy to implement. And they don't take much time to implement, but they will have a huge impact on your mindset and how you function as a human being. So they are certainly worth considering so think about that you know ask yourself what can i do to help myself lead the best happiest most fulfilling life that i possibly can how can i be my my best version of myself how can i be my most creative think about that and you could also think about habit stacking um, so that is essentially as it says on the tin it's where you stack habits on top of each other so if you have something that you already do each day for example if you always have a coffee first thing in the morning you could stack another habit on top of that and it's therefore easier to stay consistent with the new habit if you stack it so an example of something you could do there is if you do have a coffee every morning, first thing in the morning, you could have a mindful moment where you, you ground yourself and you're really present whilst you're waiting for the kettle to boil. Habit stacking is something that James Clear talks about in his book called Atomic Habits. For any of you that haven't read that book, it is great. So maybe something to give a read but it will just massively increase, it will make it basically easier to implement new habits if you stack them on top of each other. Um, And on that note as well, when it does come to introducing new habits, new behaviours, something to remember is that it will feel really hard at first and it will take a lot of effort to introduce something new, but it will get easier And it will get to a point further down the line where these new habits, these new behaviours, they feel like second nature, they feel like a part of your life. But you have to go through a period at the beginning where it feels really difficult and you have to push through that. So it's really important to be patient. And push through the hard phase when you're first introducing something when it feels difficult, whether that be starting to go to the gym, or whether it be going for walks outside when you don't usually go on them, or whether it be tracking your food on MyFitnessPal. It's probably going to feel hard at first, but it will get easier, I can assure you. And that time where it feels hard, that time will pass, and it is temporary. So just push through that initial hard phase and things will get easier and these small changes will serve you so well for the rest of your life. And just keep reminding yourself that consistency beats intensity when intensity doesn't last. Because when we put in a big concerted intense effort, but we can't sustain that over the long term, the results are probably going to be short lived as well. So think about that when it comes to goal setting, especially at this time of the year, when we are thinking about setting ourselves big goals and if you haven't listened to my last podcast on goal setting yet please go and listen to it because it goes really well with this one they're sort of two hand in hand now next week I have an exciting guest on the podcast so keep your eyes peeled Um, very different to any guests I've had on before so I'm really looking forward to this one But please, like I said, like and subscribe if you enjoy the content on the Female Fitness Podcast. If you could leave me a review, that would mean the world. And if anyone has any questions at all, please drop me a message on Instagram. I would love to hear what you think of the podcast. And if you have any requests for specific topics you would like me to cover or guests that you would like me to have on. So thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And I will chat to you in the next one.